now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody. Midweek Wednesday here at thetalkzone.com. Two guys at a mic show. We've been football intensive the uh, last couple of days talking about the White Sox playoffs, too. Good chance today. Good chance today to catch up on uh, some of the stories that have uh, kind of passed by a little bit, maybe slightly off of page one of the sports page before we start previewing the football game. So we'll play a little catch-up today. Big dog and a coach. At your service here. Two guys at a mic show. We'll listen to a little bit of music and then... We'll kick off on the 25-yard line. Thank you very much, David Olson, producer extraordinaire. Other side of the glass, big dog. I'm looking at the uh, Facebook slash Twitter notice that went out, and it says the uh, says Sports Talk Live right now. On TalkZone.com featuring the Big Dog. And I was waiting for, like, more additions to it, but apparently today we are featuring you. How are my friend, and how are your features? Well, I don't know about how good my features are. It all depends on what your sexuality is. If you're uh, bestiality, then you're fine. I look great. <laughs> if you're bestiality, then the, then the features work, huh? Um, I have you know, horse nose, rapid ears. That's just the hair, though. It's not actually the ears. <laughs> the, hair, the hair off of my ears. Yeah. How's that okay. sponsor uh, sponsor deal working with the back hair removal company, by the way? Is that progressive? You, know, you, you always say that, which is funny, is because Billy's like, you're the only man I know with no back hair whatsoever. Ah, darn. That's, that... I mean, honestly, that's funny. You make fun of my back hair. Yeah. Yet, I have zero, none. Well, I don't make fun of it. I was just working on the sponsorship deal, and apparently that's why the deal is not progressing. It's hard to get a deal with a guy if he's got no back hair. No, I don't. I would definitely be the after picture in any back hair removal ah, photo. Beautiful. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. How are you, my friend? By the way, you said yesterday that you were uh, not doing your kayak Chicago River tours till like 5 o'clock at night. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I have to explain this to you. Like, Oh, I know why, because you've never showed up. Why yeah, I have to explain this to you. We do it. these at night for like the nine million yes, times. I know that. We do them at night. But I understand okay. that. My question was, it was a little bit chilly and nippy out there. Aren't people a little freezing right and left keisters off during these tours and that kind of weather? Not the ones that pay attention to how to do it because you don't get any water on you and you're doing something athletic. Can you believe that person's jogging in 60-degree weather? Well... Same thing. It's the yeah. same exact thing. If you do it right, you don't get any water on you. That's and a good you're point, doing actually. an exercise. It's so. a good point. I don't know. Being on the Chicago River on a cold... I mean, it wasn't Quit freezing. To hurt my business. Quit trying to hurt my business. All right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I, I was curious. In the, in the, uh, between May and August, go ahead and make fun of my business as much as you did. You mm-hmm. did it as much as you possibly could because I didn't have any more seats left for anybody the whole okay. entire year. Right. I have five to ten kayaks for every single tour now, so All please right. don't. Don't don't make fun of my business. So the I Saturday mean, of Thanksgiving weekend uh, tour seats uh, are still available. We still about three. <laughs> hey, you got to work out that freaking turkey somehow. That's not bad. Okay. 
It's not bad. Actually, the weekend after Thanksgiving, you know, there's the big festivities. You know, Wednesday is the big party night in town. You got 30 Thursday Thanksgiving, Friday recuperation day, Saturday. If you want to plan an activity, Saturday after Thanksgiving is a good day. It's one of the deadest days of the year. People forget that. I don't know that. I used to have to work in retail, and that was just like hell day. That was like Friday was hell day. Yeah. Saturday was even worse. Yeah, I'm not you're right. I would have to say no. I, people right. people get in the strange moods around the holidays, and all I know is I'm in a phenomenal one now that I don't mm-hmm. work in retail anymore. Thank yeah. God. You're right. When I said dead as days, I did I did forget the retail part of it because of that, of course, the day after Thanksgiving and the following couple of days are two of the biggest shopping days. By the way, i got to take fire a shot, and I hope you're with me on this one, Big Dog, to a producer extraordinaire, David Olson. As I'm leaving yesterday, I am watching him or noticing him opening up, or somehow it got delivered here, a Christmas present. For his young kid, it is September, what is it, 19? And he's already, he and his wife, planning the Christmas presents. I, that That is way too much planning ahead for me. Your thought? No, 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 no. I will tell you this. As long as he got a ridiculously good deal on it, it was a smart idea. If he didn't get a good deal on it, what is he doing? What is he doing? <laughs> like, right now, I would be more than happy to buy Lily the Lilac's Christmas present if I got it at, like, half price. Hmm. Do, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? I don't know what I'm going to get her yet, but I that yes, I, I totally understand that. If he didn't get it at, at like half price, yep. What is he doing? It's <laughs> September 18th yesterday. Yes, David. All right, three kids, two birthdays plus Christmas in the month of December. Oh boy, you got to work ahead on these things. Oh, I agree. I I, I agree. I was I was I was giving you a hard time. Did you get a good deal on it though? Well, yeah, yeah. It was an eBay purchase. And my oh, son, okay. of course, wanted a toy they don't make anymore. Wow. That they stopped making four years ago. Three kids. Oh, did he want the Yoda figurine? Uh, actually, it, it, it was a it was a Star Wars vehicle. I was surprised. I got, I, and when it was out, retail was like 120 bucks, and I paid 40 for it on eBay. There you go. Wow. There you and go. And that way, I figured this far out, if he changes his mind, like six-year-olds often do, I can always resell it on eBay before Christmas. So your six-year-old has already got the uh, Santa Claus wish list. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of, course. of course. I don't remember my kids having it that early. We got to get through Halloween first. Yeah. No, 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 no. They're, wow. they're, they're always planning ahead. And I, we know with him, right. once he gets his mind set on something, he's going to stick with it. Three kids, Christmas, big dog, add two birthdays in. That does change the equation a little bit. You see, it'd be a little different. If I, wow. if I spent so much time doing something like that on eBay yep. I will, I, and having it delivered at work just so the kid doesn't find out, as soon as, like, on December 1st, I don't know if I want that anymore. I'll be like, Santa doesn't like waivers. <laughs> yeah. What does waiver mean, Dad? It doesn't matter. He doesn't like it. So you're getting that toy probably. Uh-huh. Don't ask for anything else. You already got some elf that he's paying, like, eight twenty-five an hour to. It's way too much for an elf <laughs> to build in some freaking igloo, okay? <laughs> you know, most people complain about sweatshops and, uh, you know, in Indonesia. Check out these freaking igloos that Santa has these people love, make all these. Freaking plastic toys with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all you got to go with, Dave. That's all yeah, you got to go with. Just bring cool up toy, Indonesian Because if he shop. doesn't want it, I'm keeping it. That's not actually. I might want it. Anything that is a Star Wars toy. Uh, you know, one of the stupidest things I ever did was sell my Star Wars stuff at a garage sale. To this day, I think it's one of the dumbest things I've ever done. I could have made thousands off that stuff. Coach, I'm not talking about. I had a little bit of Star Wars stuff. I had everything. Literally, I had 85% of the toys that they came out with. I'm not kidding about that. 
And the, can you imagine, like Dave Olson, you're my age. Can you imagine having 85 to 90% of everything? Like everything, you name it, I had it. I had the, I had the Death Star. I had the Star Destroyer. Forget the X-Wing fighter and the Snow fighter. Everybody had those. I had those too. I had every single figurine. I didn't have any other toy. The only thing I ever had was Star Wars. So, so, you, so you you probably had the same Christmas I did, where you had the Snow Walker. The, the year Absolutely, the Snow Walker I had came the out. Snow Walker. You had the Snow Walker. Like five kids in America had the Snow Walker. I was one of them. That thing was forty dollars in nineteen eighty three, Coach, for a toy. Think about that. The, wow. the one they they just put it out again, and it's one hundred and twenty now. Is that the one that your son wanted? No, actually, no, he didn't want that one. And I was I kind of tried to steer him towards that one because they still sell it in stores. Uh-huh. He got he, I I got him the version of the one that they used in the uh, Clone Wars. It's like smaller. Oh, the, the two step one, the two the two legged one. No, no, no. It's it, it's a six legged one, and it was only they they use it in the cartoon all the time, and it's like closer to the ground. Okay. But it's like it, it's like the same thing, and you can you can fit twenty guys in it. Oh, oh my goodness! I'm gonna come <laughs> over December twenty sixth. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll email. I'll, I'll, I'll email you a picture of it. It's it's really cool. So I, I finally come to Dave Olson's house and it's to play Star Wars with his children. There you so go. That's, there when you go yeah. that's when I'm going to go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerd Sports Talk Radio. Here, um, hey, I don't care. I, at one point, everybody had a little Star Wars fixation for it. anybody that is under like 45. Yeah. At it. Yeah. So. Yeah. My kids and my kids were uh, heavily into it. I fortunately. Was a little bit older than that generation. I don't think, and knowing the type of kid that I was, that I would not have been into it actually. But you never know. Let me ask now, you this: Coach, to- now, Coach, you only had GI Joe. Seriously, what was the figurines oh, yeah. when you were growing up? Anything else besides figures? No, I did. Uh, now I'll admit to you here. Now I, I don't go for the whole science fiction thing, but when it came to the army guys, the good old fashioned little green soldiers, and the uh, solid tanks with no breakable parts, and then the building blocks which you could make forts out of, I was all over the army soldier. Okay. My, my son, my son went through that, too, with just the straight army guys. Yeah. yeah. See, I like that. See, I was, I'm was. i glad to hear that because I worry, Big Dog, that the young kids today, you know, good, solid things like that, they got to have all these frills. It's got to be, you know, 16 different attachments to it. It's got to light up. It's got to beep. you got to plug it in. Good old-fashioned army. So I'm glad to hear David Olson's I, son I, is the into choi- it. The Toy Story movies because they had the little plastic soldiers yeah. in there. Yeah, there you go. And that, that, that was his favorite part of the movie. So God we, bless. So, you know, we got him the soldiers. Let me ask you this about stuff. your son, David. Have you allowed him yet to listen to the coach in the big dog? Is he old enough? He is not old enough. A ah. couple of years, dog. couple that's of years. What we're, that's what we're staying around for, right? That's what I am. It's one. I'm looking for different inspirations. If uh, I can be an influence to David Olson's young kids, possibly to start a career or you know pass on some general info, that might just be enough to keep me going. By the way, Cinemax Cindy emailed in. You talked about one of your great regrets giving up your uh, Star Wars toys. Uh, where does that lack, or where does that rank in comparison to joining me on the radio program? In your life regrets. Like I said, one of the best, worst regrets was the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> so I'm in the team picture. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely, yeah, yeah. It's definitely in the. Yeah, thank you, Cinemax Cindy, for that question. By the way, I got to mention this too. I saw this in the paper. Was it a magazine I was reading yesterday? And I talked about Halloween, and of course, all the Halloween stuff's already in the stores. That's a whole different store. But they're coming out with a cookie. Are you ready for this, dog? And I, you know me, I try to stay away from the sweets. 
but it's an, a vanilla Oreo cookie. But the filling, the filling is candy corn. So picture, you know, the candy corn I'm talking about, right, Doug? candy corn. Huh? Well, they do just smash them down. Yes. I, I don't get it. It's smash and coagulated candy corn in between the two Oreo wafers. Oh, well, I gotta say that sounds disgusting. To wow, me. I think but, it sounds you know, phenomenal. I love candy. Yeah, I, I'm not one to poo-poo on other people's eating stuff. You go yeah. enjoy that. That's. But I, I don't know what it is about those wax things, but they're nasty. Oh, I don't know what it is about them, but I could, once I start eating it, you you know. Oof. I will say this was the, I don't know why they're the same freaking material, but the wax little candy corns I always found disgusting, but the. Uh, Little pumpkin ones. I think I'm almost positive they're the same material that they make those little pumpkins out of. Oh yeah, the candy pumpkins. Yeah, you say so you yeah, like. They, for some reason, you know what it is that the the surface material is so waxy of those yep. candy corns. There's less surface material on the pumpkin. Yeah, that's why I like the pumpkins better than the candy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm you know we're uh, I'm, I'm you're right. The surface I can't figure out why, but the pumpkin I don't like. Somehow that candy corn. And, and you got to put it in your your tooth, a top tooth to bottom tooth, with the sharper edge up top, and then you slowly, slowly squish down, again the base at the lower teeth, and then the, you get that sugar um, drippage slowly as it comes down. It's the crunching of the candy corn. Yeah, uh, see, I, I don't understand you. You find that? See, to me that's disgusting. But you don't like putting brown sugar on on uh, on. Yams. I, I don't understand it. Brown sugar so. on ham? Yams. No. I don't like to mix my sweet and my salty. Mm-hmm. I enjoy brown yams sugar. Are, why is yams aren't salty? They're... Oh, I thought you said ham. Yams? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are yams? Like sweet potatoes or something? They're yeah. less sweet, sweet yeah. potatoes, basically. No. I like my potatoes to be potatoes, and I like my sweets to be sweets, big dog. <laughs> are we in the area? This show started? I don't think so. Beautiful. Cinemax Indy's enjoying the show, Big Dog, so at least we have one listener out there. Uh, by the way, she is asking when you're coming in studio next. I was thinking about it on Friday. Woo-hoo! And by this, point, by this point, I'm no longer a 177-pound defensive lineman. I think I can actually tackle Tank Lehman Corner. You are, so if you're, if you're going to be in studio, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attack him. You okay, are no. a Referring to the fact, we got to get it uh, confirmed, but we may have an in-studio guest, a young man that uh, I've never met, uh, just talked to once, that you really have never met either, but you tackled once in high school football. We were talking about the dude. I tackled him much more than once. Uh, yeah. I played him two, two games. They used to run the ball a million times a freaking game. There's at least 20 tackles involved. Yeah, for the listeners that are listening, we talked about this guy pretty much out of the blue, had some humorous comments about him. We called him up completely. Out of the blue, long story short, he enjoyed the conversation, and uh, he has to confirm he can get off of work, but he'd love to come in studio Friday. So we'll find out. But the ten, by the way, whatever name that we called him, what was it, Lavelle Corner? No, Lehman Corner. I he, got his name right. You know whatever what? you called him was wrong. You know what? He doesn't go by Lehman. He doesn't go by Corner. He just said, "Call me Tank." Apparently, that I is know. that's how he's known as. Yeah, that, no, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's everybody knows him as Tank. Yeah. I'm like, you go through, you go around Oak Park River Forest, the community. Everybody knows Tank. Everybody does, Coach. There is a chance that we could have thousands of people listening on Friday. <laughs> now he, you, he was in high school. You said he was about, he might have exaggerated a little bit, but five one, two hundred something. Um, yeah. almost that was twenty years ago. And what from day? what I understand now, he's like 
240 pounds without oh, okay. an ounce of fat on them. All right, not bad. I was worried that, you know, maybe we'd have to have a uh, little chair situation problem in the studio. But, no, uh, we might. Yeah, we. he is not fat. He is a massive, massive ball of muscle. He's going to have to put him in a high chair, but we won't be, <laughs> won't be wide enough to put his ass in. So, All right. Uh, so the, the guy is uh, he's interesting. All right, so an answer to Cinemax, Cindy, there's a chance. The big, she, she could care less about tanks. She wants to know when you're going to be on a picture back on the live webcast here, so they have to stop looking at me. The answer, Cinemax, is maybe Friday, and uh, hopefully Big Dog will wear a, a better shirt this time, and please try and wear some pants this time, Big Dog. You know what, I'm, I have a, I'm going to stop by H&G, and I'm going to buy a bunch of white wife beaters. Not, not that I'm going to beat a white wife, but the actual shirt, the white beater. Got you. Yeah. Got you. 888-463-6748, our phone number at this point. I'm not sure why you'd want to call us, except maybe to get us back on track. We depend on you, the listener. Big Dog and a Coach here and the two guys in a mic show. You are, we don't have a real producer or director. We count on you, the audience out there, to get us back on track. You are the producer. You are the director. You <laughs> determine which way this show goes. So give us a call at 888 48, the phone number, dog. Some uh, little stories uh, that we need to touch on. One, just a, a quick note coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend right here in Chicago, Medina. Golf course, the Ryder Cup. Pretty cool. Going to be uh, right here in the fine state of Illinois. I hope you'll be able to get out there one day. Uh, I, I'm going to be awfully busy next week. And if I was going to do something, I'd be at a, I'd be at a, a baseball game before the summer ends. So mm-hmm. and I really don't feel like dropping $250 to watch. A bunch of like fat guys hug after they make a putt. Yeah, you know what? It's cool though. It is really cool. I watched yeah. it. Golf might be the worst live spectator event in the freaking world. See, I've never. I can imagine. I will go to the Masters because that place is beautiful. But I mean, and and maybe I could go to a golf event if it was free, coach, and they had cheap beer. But like, I I, I just don't get it. You there's 150 people playing, and you get to see like one. Like shot at a time, you know what I mean? You miss so much. It, it, like, I don't know. That's it's not really a lot of that. As much of a sports fan as I am, and golf is not near the top, but I do enjoy, uh, you know, golf major tournaments down the stretch. I have never, ever, ever been to a golf tournament as a uh, spectator, so I cannot speak to it. And uh, like I said, I'll go to I'll go to Augusta. They sell four dollar beers, mm-hmm. so. That'll work. I'll be more than happy to go out there. That'll work. But I do enjoy a Ryder Cup. I think that's a very cool event. Looking forward to that. And it's uh, even cooler the fact that it's about half an hour from our studios here. So you never know. We might get out there and watch it. Any chance uh, a Natalie Gobus and her party has booked one of the kayaks on your tours? Because if so, uh, count me in. Uh, there's a couple. Danica Patrick, I would say, that's probably the most famous person that's taken the tour this year. Really? You never mentioned that. Danica was on your tour or just with Water Riders? No, he, of course, I'm the tour guy. Nice. Danica, any other? Uh... Are they my famous this year? Not that I know of. Mm-hmm. But last year, Brian Campbell of the Blackhawks. Nice. Yep, well, he was on the Blackhawks still. Uh-huh. Then he, they eventually let his ass go to Florida, and then they had a great year down in Florida. Mm-hmm. As Dale Talon was their GM. That's about it that I know of that I can think of. There's a couple other Blackhawks and stuff have gone on, but that's right. about it. I might be able to get you spent. By the way, the next topic I want to bring up is the NHL trike, but I might be able to get you Jonathan Taves. I haven't met him yet, 
but I have some inside scoop, and I know exactly where he lives. I may track him down, Jonathan Taves. Maybe uh, riding a kayak in the not-too-distant future for you, big dog. But just just make sure you tell all the women in Chicago that's the nice guy because he's been getting confused with Patrick Kane every once yep. in a while. And let's just say uh, Patrick Kane has hit on every single hot chick in the city that's ever been in a bar and drunk. <laughs> yeah. John, yeah. I'm not kidding about that. The stories I'm hearing about Patrick Kane. Remember we were all worried about after they won the Stanley Cup and he acted like a fool? Yep. Let's just say it's worse. It's worse. The theory is, you know, he was young, a little immature. As he starts to develop, he's going to gain some maturity, but that's not happening on the social scene just yet. I sure guy Jordan Burfield about uh, Patrick Kane. Uh-oh. That is some good stuff. That's all i got to say. All right. But you brought up Jonathan Taves. We do have a good captain. Yes. A guy that is a good guy that does the right thing. So yep. just. He's the exact opposite of a Patrick Kane. Quality dude, no doubt about it. And speaking of hockey, we haven't talked about it at all, Big Dog, but the NHL, not a referee strike, but a, a players and owners negotiated situational strikeage where they will not be going. They'd be going to camp. Yeah, it's a lockout, not a strike. Thank you. They'd be going to camp pretty soon, right? So the lockout is, uh, if not imminent, it's soon to be in effect. No, no, it's in effect. It, is. it started. It started uh, Sunday or Saturday at 11 p.m. Whatever mm-hmm. between Saturday and Sunday night, right. depending on what East East Coast or Central or Pacific time they did right. the strike at. As our okay. hockey expert on the show, for lack of an actual uh, hockey expert, limited budget. Sorry, folks. Um, how do you see the NHL players' strike, the lockout? I'm sorry. How do you Coach, see it playing out? I, I really need to look at the the financial structure of the NHL again because I'm not really. I know what they do in the NFL, like how they split the money and how they split it in baseball and how they split it in basketball. And basically, in baseball, try to have as good a team as possible. In football, try to have as good a team as possible. And if you want to make as much money in basketball, put the worst freaking team out there, and your team will go up in value. The most expensive team ever in the history of, of basketball was sold recently. It was the Golden State Warriors. And they, it's just it's pathetic. Basketball and owner is better off having a bad team to make more <laughs> it money. It is interesting. The New Jersey Nets would be another example of that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like oh, they don't have anybody on their team. Oh, they have no payroll. Oh, guess what? All teams split their revenues uh, exactly even. The only thing they keep is their gate at that for particular games, which isn't it was like ten percent of their money. So it's like there's no incentive to have a team. I don't know what it is in the NHL. I know there's a salary cap, but I honestly can't tell you like how they split the merchandising and 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 team and then like TV money and all that, I would have a much better way of looking at it. But here's the, here's what they want to do. The players want 54% of all the money coming in, and the owners only want to give them 47% of the money going in. And the players are like, okay, we're willing to drop down to 53.5, and the owners were like, we're willing to stay at 47%. Okay. So, so, so far, that's been the first month of negotiating. Okay. So the what I'm hearing you... about half a percent. So what I'm hearing our, our hockey experts saying is this thing, unless something surprising happens, might uh, extend just a bit. Uh, the way Sidney Crosby was speaking the other day, I when he was basically warning everybody and apologizing beforehand, I think there's there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I swear to you, maybe I'm wrong, Coach. Maybe I'm wrong. And, and Dave Olson, please look this up, because I was 
I mean, I don't have a television in my house, so I and and I haven't read anything on the, the NHL strike. I could care effing less. And if they <laughs> lock out and don't play, if they lock out and don't play, I could care less. Yeah. You finally got me back in hockey, and if you're going to do this again, then I'm gone. Okay, I'm gone. Just I want all hockey people to know that. Uh, I, I can watch. I can watch the the Chicago Wolves. No problem. I don't need the NHL. Mm-hmm. I have cousins that play hockey. I'll go watch them play. I don't what? need the NHL. And you and you think they would learn because I'd argue that the NHL never regained the popularity that it had before its last extended its last extended yeah, they, work. Yeah, but well, they lost the whole season. Remember, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like I, I they ended up losing the NBC contract and all that uh-huh. other stuff. So yeah, all kinds of stuff. Now, here was the question I wanted for you. I swear, when I saw on television that their union rep was Donald Fear. Yes. Is it really? That's is Donald correct. Fear the union rep? Oh, my Baseball's goodness. very own Donald Fear has been, uh, I, I'm almost positive of that. I was shocked, too, when I saw that. Uh, they're done. They are done. <laughs> there's there's, there's, there's going to be no season. That's that's why that's why the the, the owners are, are doing what they're doing. You know, and, and, and there, there's two common themes, and we've certainly here in the city of Chicago experienced the whole strike regime with this teacher strike that's going on. But there's two common themes, Big Doe. One is it's based basically on, maybe this is a little bit too strong, but it's based on greed. People want more. And two, the innocent bystanders are the ones that get hurt. Much more importantly, the kids in the Chicago public school system, much less importantly, the innocent bystander being your NHL hockey fans out there. So greed prevails, and the innocent fans get hurt. And don't forget about the the children of the bear vendors and parking yes. lot attendants and all yep. those other people that just lose yep. out. That's part of the forty seven percent that Romney was talking about. I think they don't pay taxes. All right. Um, by the way, we are trying to get. The, we tried contacting Rocky Words to talk about it. We were not successful. We tried talking to his wife and uh, get her on. Not successful. We tried talking to all three sons. Not successful. But apparently uh, next week, or maybe later this week, we are getting Sal Wirtz on Big Dog. And Sal Wirtz, uh, he's actually not <laughs> not a member of the Wirtz family, uh, but he does run a restaurant and he does some bir- uh, kids' birthday parties and he impersonates Rocky Wirtz at kids' birthday parties. So there's a possibility we'll be talking to Sal Wirtz on Friday's show. Yeah, and what did uh, what did Romney say? And don't please don't put your political vet into it. I just want to hear what did Romney say on no, the whole forty seven percent thing no, uh, without your political vet. Well, all right. So you're not even aware of the story. No. Okay. I've been, I work constantly. All right. Uh, well, he was caught on tape, a secret tape. He didn't know he was being taped back in May at a political fundraiser, and he basically, in not a very gracious way, and he was the first to admit it. He he stands up for what he says, but not for the way he said it. He basically said 47% of the people out there are never going to vote for me anyways. All they're doing is looking for handouts. Um, they're not paying any taxes. And, you know, those people are going to be, you know, voting for Obama anyway. So uh, is that the well, basic that, gist that, of it, Dave? That's true. That's true. It is true, but it's the way he's yeah. – well, I don't even know if it's true. It, 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 I'll get you the ex- exact quote, but it's not true. David Olson. There's, there's a 40, at least 47 percent of Americans don't pay taxes. Well, what kind of taxes? What about sales tax they, they, they when they buy taxes something? And, and real yeah, well, taxes income tax is a little bit different. And, and now you include, you know, seniors in there. 
veterans, disabled. I don't, you know what? I don't want to get into the whole picture, but it's it's a controversy out there. And uh, David, yeah, Wilson, no, I just I heard people at uh, at East Bank talking about it, and they yeah. were like, "Oh my God, I'll never get elected." I can't well, believe he said it. And I'm like, "What did he say?" And they were like, "Look at me. Well, you don't know." And I'm like, "No." And yeah. they were like, "They were like, oh, he's ruined. He's ruined." And it was like, it's a, it's a, there's a there's a big Obama yeah, it was, that it was such a, it was it was just the, the 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 can I use these two terms together, David? Passively derogatory. Like when I say passive, it's like a, a, a not caring. So again, and David Olson saying a lot of what he said was not true. True or not, it was just the attitude that uh, that bothered me. Now apparently, there's a Barack Obama tape that came out this morning. And I don't even know what that is, but there's a little... Nope, David Olson shaking his head, no controversy there. It is, but it's from 2004 or something What did he say? He said he he believes in redistribution. And it's something they they brought out during the last election. That's right. I believe in redistribution, too. That's ridiculous. That's so... I I don't know. That's that's never worked. Redistribution has never worked. Well, that's a big term. You got to... It depends on your definition. But I'm a firm believer in redistribution if what redistribution means the people making money are making too much and the people on the bottom are making too little. And I'm a, I'm a fan. Well, what's wrong with – I don't know. I want to get into the whole political yeah. thing. I, yeah. I really don't All feel right. like – Well, here's, here's, Uh-oh. here's one of the many quotes that got him in the hot water. There are 47% of the people who will vote for this president no matter what. There are 47% who are with him, who are dependent upon government, who believe that they are victims, who believe that government has a responsibility to care for them, who believe that they are entitled to health care, to food, to housing, you name it. That's an entitlement, and the governor should, uh, the government should give it to them. And they will vote for this president no matter what. And, I mean, the president starts off with 48 49, he starts off with a huge number. These are people that pay no income tax. 47% of Americans pay no income tax. So our message of low taxes doesn't connect. And he'll be out there talking about tax cuts for the rich. I mean, that's what they sell every four years. So my job is not to worry about these people. I'll never convince them that they should take personal responsibility and care for, for, our, for their lives. What I have to do is convince the 5 or 10% in the center that are independents, that are thoughtful, that look for voting at one way or the other, depending on, upon some cases. Emotion, whether they like the guy or not, what it looks like. You know, I, you know, I don't know if he got the 47% right, but he's exactly right. Uh, personally, I don't know what this number is, but there is a large portion of this country mm. that does not pay in that could care less and feel that they're entitled to everything mm. for free. No, that's where I disagree. The, the, the first sentence, I agree. Really? The, the care. Know, where can I get? What can I get? Well, you, you don't. No. No, one's, no one is doing the old John F. Kennedy. Don't no, ask what. That's you, not true. What you're, 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 you have a much lesser it view of the true. American people. I would say the people looking for free handouts and just, you know, looking for the lazy way, maybe 3%. I'm oh, not. I'm not wow. going to deny that wow. there's people out there. You, I wish. I wish the country was as in good a shape as you as you try to portray it, Coach. Three percent, one out of yeah. every thirty people. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That 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 have no desire to work. People, I I, I believe in uh, the basic human nature, not just of Americans, of uh, people in general. I don't think there's that many people out there, Big Dog, that are perfectly happy to sit back and not work, and be lazy. I, personally, I don't believe it's forty-seven percent. But it's closer to 47% no. than three. Yeah, I don't know about that. A lot closer to 47% than three. Yeah. We will agree to I disagree. I one out of every three people. 
33%. No, no, there's no way it's one out of every three. That's, that's a, that's a strong. The only people I know that are on link card and all this other crap that don't need to be. Well, those people that are link card, that on link card and don't need to be, or they're, you're saying they're perfectly happy. Uh, I'm assuming none of them are working. They're perfectly happy policing the government, and they want as much entitlements as they possibly can and not have to work for them. And exactly what kind of lifestyle do they have when they're getting money from the government and not working at all? Can't be very good. I I know many people that have cash jobs. They're getting unemployment in. They have cash jobs. They Mm -hmm. get the link card, and they laugh about it and joke about it, talk about how easy it is just to get money from people. On the government. There's a lot of people on Link. I know two people on Link Card that have cash jobs, Coach, and they make more money than I do. Mm-hmm. One I know really well. The other one is a friend of Joe Hogan that I only have met one time. Mm-hmm. And this guy made like 200 grand like three years ago. People, and he made like 100 I, I, I grand think we can, we can all agree people in that situation that that's wrong, and we would be against that, and we need to limit that as much as possible. I think everybody you honestly think that one out of every thirty three people are the only ones in America that are that are trying to fleece the government well, and, and feel uh, like they're entitled to stuff. It's not I, that I, I would argue not. I would argue there's more abuse on the upper end of things than there is on the lower end of things. Cause Ooh. When you, I, wow. And and by the way, I'm I'm for getting away all type of welfare. Either way, there should be one flat flat tax rate, everybody should pay it, and you should there be zero loopholes. Zero loopholes. Well, you can say, well, it costs my uh, company X amount of dollars to fly a jet. Well, guess what? That goes against your bottom line. The U.S. people shouldn't have to pay for it. And you shouldn't have to pay 40% of your profits and taxes. It should only be 20%. I, I, I couldn't agree more. There's way too many abuses on top in the whole tax code and handouts. and uh, No question. <laughs> There should be no there should be no entitlement or handouts to anybody in this in this country, whether they're the poorest or the richest. I'm not exactly sure that's what David was talking about about the abuses, but uh okay. So it works from the top and it works from the bottom. Yeah, it does. It's pretty sad how basically the, the government has turned into just an instrument of if you know someone in there and you're rich you're going to make a plethora of money, and whether it's a, you're a Republican or Democrat, mm-hmm. okay, you get all these freaking contracts. I'm sitting in the East Bank the other day, and I will leave these names totally off, off, but one of them you would know. And I'm sitting here, this was like two months ago, and I've learned this, I've met both of these guys. One of them, the guy says, this guy named Alex says to a guy named Bart. Well, Bart, you're Romney's number one contributor, blah, blah, blah. And, and like, and, and Bart looks at the guy and he's like, yeah, yeah, I contributed that much. How much did you contribute to Obama? And, and everybody in the room starts laughing. And then, the, and then the guy's like, well, how's it, then the Bart guy says, how's, how's it feel to have that government contract? And Alex just laughs, smirks his head, and is basically like, hey, a man's got to do what he's got to do. And I saw this guy Bart later, this guy Alex is a multi-billionaire, and he contributes like hundreds, of, I don't know how much money to the Obama campaign. You're only supposed to be able to contribute a little bit. And he's got like a, an Illinois contract, he's got a U.S. government contract, and they laugh and joke about it. Like it's, uh... These I'm like I have to scrape up enough money just to pay the the the, the entrance fee to this freaking place, and these guys are joking about like trying to get people elected. Mm-hmm. Like and it's like and, it, and these are the top end. And so I know you guys think it's only the Republicans that take the, the rich people that take advantage of. There are rich people that get Obama elected too. Mm-hmm. Okay, just... extremely rich people that get Obama elected, and all of a sudden they get the the, the handouts back from the mm-hmm. Democratic Party too. So. Mm-hmm. 
And what you're alluding to is what both parties are trying to capture, and that is the the reality, apparently, of the lost middle class. Oh, there right? is no. That's yeah. the only thing I care about, Coach, is the yep. middle class. Yeah. I swear to you, that's all I care about. Hard-working people that well, that don't have enough money. I don't know and if I'd go. That's the only thing. I, you know, I certainly for me it is. So no and concern, I, no concern at all about the people in the lower middle or lower class. Well, though, for the ones that are trying to get out, ah, have, okay. my whole one hundred percent heart is yes, for them. One hundred percent is for them. Glad we made that am- amendment there. Mm-hmm. All right, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog and the coach at your service. Coach, Two guys. I'm not in even mo- in the middle class. I'm technically impoverished, so I'm like, yes. I want to be in the middle class. Right. I understand that. We're trying to give so you a like push. You were, I, push. I, I, I have less money than anybody I know. We're fighting for you, big dog. We're 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 living vicariously through you, and you are a a, a good example as we enter the political regime here. A good example. Of someone who needs, uh, you know, that that little extra boost or whatever, you know, and and, and to well, move well, yourself up into the middle class. I don't need any type of boost. Well, I knew I that would come across my, wrong. Not have Opp- to, opportunity. Want, I, I, opportunity. Well, the government isn't going to create it for me. Okay, I'll create it for myself. Mm-hmm. Well, the government can create the opportunity for there to be I'll an the opportunity. Create opportunity. I, that's that's what I, I've. I still. Everybody always says this. That was here. People on the left talking about how the government can create opportunities. Yet, like every time the government, oh, we're going to do a stimulus package, it like helps the economy like 0.1 percent, and yet we throw two billion dollars and or two hundred billion dollars in in tax money at problems. Yet, I don't understand how you hate when baseball teams and football teams throw money at problems, but when the government does it, it's okay. Well, I didn't say I'm thrilled with it when the government throws money. You only do it as a Last resort when situation is very very different. There's no reason to do it ever, ever. When the housing market collapsed and the whole oh let's save the people like when Bush and Obama mm-hmm. hey let's more stimulus let's well, give money how- to the people that screwed us in the first place. Some of the dumbest things that we've ever done as an economy. Well, but but you most know, Ron, uh, Paul, Ron Paul basically said let it burn and people are like oh look at him he's he's crazy he's out of his mind. Uh, it's just look look back at it now. We're still why then David Olson helped me out well, with no, no, the specifics. No, no. See, why? why but this? Ron Paul was wrong. You don't let it burn. And the problem is the money went the wrong way. Okay, it shouldn't have gone to the people. It shouldn't have gone to the people that uh, lent the money and the financial institutions. It should have been gone to the people that lost their uh, that lost all their equity in the housing market. Because if you sh- if you shore up the housing market, the economy is going to follow. And I I. In one, in one of my biggest issues with the way the Obama administration handled it is, yeah, you know, you bailed out the banks, but but what did you really do for the homeowners and all these underwater mortgages? Because mm-hmm. that, because that's, I mean, that's the thing that's still keeping that's that's one of the main drivers that's keeping the economy as stagnant as it is. And I'm uh, and I, I'm not. I mean, obviously, I never expected the government to help me, but right now I have a house that. Is worth 155 thousand less than it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. No. You. Yeah, I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. My mine's worth about 150 thousand dollars less. And I mean, and there are millions and millions of Americans that are in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, and the thing is, you, you reassess all the you reassess the properties, you reset the tax rates, and you let them renegotiate the mortgages. Oh, and they, the city of Aurora is coming after us. Oh, and we're like, oh my goodness. 
Exactly, exactly. That would solve so that would solve so many problems if they would have handled things that way. Hmm. I, I, I'm not really not sure what I'm going to do. I'm, I think I'm going to have to have a foreclosure on my on my credit rating. I'm almost positive. There's really nothing I can do. I uh, the house is worth 130 when I when I pay 285 for it. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's not going to double in value over the next couple of years. Is there a chance we could do the foreclosure over the show? See if we can get some ratings to go with it. I tried to do a short sale, and then I was going to do a short sale. Everything was set up, but I own a house with uh, my guy Brian, and oh, he decided to he decided to file for bankruptcy. Uh-oh. I should be telling his whole stuff on the air, but now I couldn't short sell the house, ah. and now that I can't sell short sell the house, they refuse to foreclose it because now my buddy's going through a bankruptcy. So basically, I'm going to live in a house for another like 18 months at least, and won't have to make a payment on it. I'm trying. I wanted to get rid of it so I can, because Lily and I are going to get a house. I can't. I got this. By the way, how is uh, we? We, know, we we've been so lost in the uh, the love for the uh, rightfully loved Lily the Lilac. We haven't talked about the United Nations back in Aurora. How is the living situation? What percent? I don't know. Of the United Nations. I have Nations? no idea, Coach. I have no idea. I cannot afford to travel back and forth from. But it is still your house. Are they? Is the United yeah. Nations still living there, or have some? Yeah, they're they're all they're all still there. But ah. the, the head of the United Nations is is uh, in the best city in the world, the city of America, ah. or Chicago, excuse me, Chicago, America. Interesting. So there's no leader. You basically have a bunch of. Uh... I can't even imagine what my lawn looks like right now. Is all I got to say. <laughs> I was the only one. I just I can't imagine what's uh. outside of my. I haven't been to my house. I didn't go in the month of August, I don't believe. And I haven't gone in, in July because yeah, I've worked yeah. so much. And, does, the, uh, does the cleaning lady still show up on Thursdays? Uh, I, I I don't know because last time uh, Mustafa <laughs> whipped it out. Oh, boy. Oh, speaking of that, this is, this is one of your just some crazy. Speaking of that, I, I, I don't know I, if I, we want to speak of that. Okay, um, <laughs> I know a guy. Let's just say I, I know a person. Yes. And... Uh, Went out with this person, and uh, let's just say he's a prince to the country of Iraq. He's a prince in Iraq. Yep. Somehow he's a member of some old royal family in Iraq, and he's got all kinds of money. And he was like, I'll go out with me and this other, a couple other guys that I've met through East Bank. And I went out with these guys for a little bit, and I'm not kidding you. He's like, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, oh, I'll get a Jack Daniels. And he gets a bottle. I'm like, I don't need a bottle. And he's like, dude, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Find out this guy's worth like literally he spent like ten grand that night. Wow! And I left and I was like, oh my god! I was like, I just didn't feel right because he's like, go talk to that girl for me. Go talk to that girl for me. I'm like, no, you talk to these girls yourself. Go tell her I'm a, a prince Iraq. <laughs> I well, I invited this guy. I invited, I invited the guy over to uh, Water Riders. Okay. Yeah. All of a sudden, I, I don't think of it. Don't even. It's like a month later. My buddy Dottie's like, hey. uh... I, the, the security came up to me when they had a bunch of people in there, and I was like, yeah, what? I, was like, I didn't want to talk to him. I thought he was worried about something we did. Well, he pulls me aside, and he points over to this one guy. He's got this gorgeous, gorgeous blonde girl with him, and he's like a fat, frumpy dude. And uh, and they're like, and the security guy tells me that the guy walked into the Montgomery Ward building, just whipped it out, and urinated right in the nice. middle of the lobby, wow. and then kept walking. Wow. And then... They, they threw the guy out. I, I'm almost 99 positive it was the guy that I went out with that night. He finally took advantage of going out on the water with it. I know and there's some strange traditions. Uh, you know, I know they got a lot of 
different traditions in Iraq, big dog, than we have. I don't think urinating in a uh, public shopping mall. I don't think that's one of the accepted traditions in I, Iraq, but I could be wrong. I, 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 you know, you could be wrong. You could be wrong. And I don't. I didn't even think. Oh, that's my buddy. When it happened, I mm-hmm. shouldn't say buddy. My a guy I met. I don't even say acquaintance. Mm-hmm. And even uh, acquaintance seems like it's a friend. Yeah. But the guy supposedly started yelling, I'm a prince back in my country. (laughs) (laughs) They were throwing him out of the building. Uh, Well, you're a prince. uh, It's all over. Excuse me. That might might relate back to the Jack Daniels bottle that he bought you when you asked for a glass of Jack Daniels. Oh, my goodness. Hey, what do you want to drink? Uh, Jack Daniels. All right, let's get him over. And he got me a bottle. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Uh, I I, I seriously had like, I I was going to only have one. I ended up having like six. And then first thing, next time I just got on a bike and went back to Lily Lilac. Otherwise, you'll be happy to know my one, uh, my last and one of the very few outings together was with you uh, at Wrigley Field going around and you were drinking the uh, Jack on the Rocks. Yeah, and I remember, right. I think I finally tried what uh, you'll be happy to know or maybe not so happy to know. My wife is not happy to know that Jack on the Rocks has become my, I mentioned before, I really don't have, besides beer or when I go to a, a wedding or a party, open bar situation, I don't really have a go-to drink, but uh, I have followed your lead, Big Duff. Probably a mistake, but I followed your lead. Jack on the Rocks has now become my drink of choice. It's, it's, if you, there's like a certain amount of, uh, if you sip just the right amount, yep. like the sugar breaks open in your mouth, you taste the caramel, and it's sweet, it's, and it's delicious. It's pretty good. And, and, and when everybody asks you, Jack on the Rocks, just be like, call the Frank Sinatra. That's what he used uh, to drink. And then okay. everybody just shuts up, oh, he drinks what Frank Sinatra used okay. to drink. Yeah. I'm not kidding. That's all you got to say. As soon as someone's like, "Oh, you drink Jack on the," that's, it was good enough for Frank Sinatra. That's all I say. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm enjoying it right now. Once again, following your lead. So nice to know you've been an influence on me, Big Dick. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Next up on the, uh, oh well, we got to mention one obituary. I know this is near and dear to your heart. You might not have even heard already because you have not. No, been I, me- have, I have. Yeah. I have. I have. NFL films. Uh, I think you're going to agree with me. One of the, the. Uh, Behind the scenes, great, great people in the NFL. Steve Sable, NFL Films, Executive Director, President, dead at the age of 69, I believe. Very, very. I know. Is his dad, Ed Sable, yes. still alive? No, I don't. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, and that's what I like when it when they said Steve Sable died, and I was just like immediately I thought I think his mm-hmm. dad's still alive. I'm pretty sure. So I don't know if he is or not, but uh, I do know that Steve Sable was uh, seriously that man loved football and he changed the way maybe his dad changed it a little bit more but it's like imagine like a like a dad does something like like really smart and then the son comes around and makes it a million times better and that's basically what Ed and Steve mm-hmm. Sable did with the filming of NFL football for the fans out there uh, specifically what are the, some of the things that Steve Sable Brought to the viewing audience. Well, I, I guess he, well, he was the producer. He was also a, a cameraman. He did everything. When his dad started doing this, he did. He was the gopher. Eventually, ends up being like a cameraman, and then eventually the producer, and then the executive producer of all the NFL films. So, just quite simply, every single team at the end of the year has an NFL film synopsis of their season. Mm-hmm. That might seem that's really simple, and then just the, the regular NFL film. <laughs> television show where they have all these little snippets of like funny stuff or interesting stuff or hard hits anything that has anything to do with film productions like mm-hmm. the nfl 
punts course, the hardest hits in the NFL up to the 1983 season. That would be NFL films, everything. And, I mean, he made uh, – I, I just loved when uh, Steve Sable, I think the best story he ever talked about was they needed a uh, someone to do uh, the voiceovers for it. And they, could, they found a couple guys, and they had this one guy that was just phenomenal – and I forget his, oh, it was Orson Welles. It was Orson Welles. Orson Welles came in there, and he didn't know football, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I guess, well, they're like, there's something missing with Orson Welles. They're like, we can't believe we have Orson Welles to read these things, but there's something missing. And this guy, John Facenda, they were like, hey, well, we got another guy trying out to list. And then John Facenda comes in, and they find out that John Facenda is the world's greatest football fan. He's like me, but he's got John Facenda's voice on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And immediately mean, they fired Orson Welles and hired Jan Facenda. They were like, yeah, Orson Welles, everybody knows your voice, and it's even better. But this guy loves football, and we didn't feel the love of football in your voice. And Orson Welles was like, okay. He didn't get upset about it. Right when Orson Welles said, well, you heard the guy do the, the NFL phones for the first time, John Facenda. Mm-hmm. It was like he got chills down his spine. His spine. He's like, he totally <laughs> didn't mind not being hired by NFL films. Steve Sable just being like telling the story of, hiring John Facenda instead of Orson Welles. Who would have done that? Nobody would have done it. You know, I, I would have been like, no, we got Orson Welles. I'll stick with Orson Welles. That's mm-hmm. good enough for me. So, And he's brought brought the game so much closer to the fans via the uh, via the sounds in the pictures. It's, it's amazing what they've done. And the NFL, I think, way, way ahead of any other professional sports league, Big Dog way was able to, to, to mm-hmm. jump on that. And, mm-hmm. uh, at least in some some part. Uh, a reason for the popularity of the NFL. So Steve Sable passing away cancer, brain cancer at the age of 69. Mm. Brutal. 888-463-6748, dog and the coach. A couple of more minutes here in the Two Guys in a Mic show tomorrow and Friday. We'll definitely start uh, previewing a little bit of football. we got a big weekend of college football and NFL football coming up. Speaking of uh, college football, one quick note on the polls, big dog. Um, I think I read... For the first time since 2001, long time, no Big Ten team ranked in the top 15 in the country. Wow. Wow. Michigan State. The you know, first we, time since 2001 there was a team this early in the season, a unanimous number one. Because in 2001, Miami was like, you, you couldn't have, if anybody would have voted at this point in 2001 for any other team besides Miami, they'd have been dumb. So uh, that's what I thought because, like, right now is is everybody voted for Alabama number one? I think Are so. Are they unanimous? Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, see, that's that's what I was. Uh, I thought and that usually doesn't happen on September, you know, fifteenth or sixteenth, whenever they did the polls this week. Mm-hmm. So that's that's incredible. But, coach, uh, honestly, which which Big Ten? You know, was so far we were so excited as Big Ten fans, saying, "Hey, this could be a great year," and so far. I mean, Michigan State can't do anything on offense. They can't get out of their own way. They've got a, a great tailback and nothing else on offense. Oof. And Nebraska, oh, my goodness. Like Nebraska, they're supposed to have this great defense this year. They can't stop anybody. And then Illinois, Iowa, Northwestern is the best team in the Big Ten so far through three games, aren't they? That's They've it. beaten three uh, top-tier Division uh, three mm-hmm. uh, Division one teams. Yeah, I think I, I read something like they. Are, is it possible they're the only Division One collegiate football team to beat three 
What's the terminology now for major? Uh, like FBS yes. major conference teams. That, that, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me because it's I mean, Vanderbilt, that's... Syracuse, and uh, and BC, uh, and BC, which mm-hmm. are all the top six power conferences. Hmm. I mean, that, that that's a, me. yeah, what's, wow. it's, wow, it's that not, it's, pretty cool. it's secondarily amazing that Northwestern was the team to do it. What's most amazing is that no other school has beaten three teams that are, you know, all FBS. I guess that's more common on scheduling in today's day of age. Well, uh, it doesn't, no, not FBS because Alabama's played all FBS schools, but I think Alabama played, yeah. uh, one of the, because there's two levels of FBS. There's the major conference and then there's the WAC and like, you know, Conference USA mm-hmm. and those conferences so. mm-hmm. right. i'm looking through the paper here for my college football rankings i've got uh i got volleyball for you if you're interested in that with ucla usc on top i got soccer maryland and connecticut northwestern what? Woo! the fighting wildcats 21st in the country in football thank you very much are they the highest ranked big 10 team right now uh well that was that was soccer football uh oh, my fault. you know what i need to look at the right i think northwestern is still in the dreaded Teams also receiving votes category. You know what? You know what's funny is if uh, if, uh, just say Alabama had the same exact season so far that Northwestern had. Obviously, Alabama's winning 52 to nothing and deserve to be number one. But if Alabama had barely beaten Syracuse, barely beaten Vanderbilt, and barely beaten D.C., they'd be 3-0 and they'd be eighth in the country. Oh, they'd be higher than same eighth. Exact team. Same exact team, yeah, same exact right. game. Good point. But it, the name just says Alabama. Yep. Northwestern should should get the credit they deserve for being mm-hmm. three major conference teams. Yeah, so you know what? They'd be higher than eighth because they started off at second. It's a great comparison. They did the exact same thing as Northwestern. You know, not obviously not as impressive as they've done so far. I still think they'd be dropped maybe to third. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but they yeah. still would be higher. Absolutely. Why? Why is any of the? I don't know. I, 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 there's a bunch of schools that are going to be ahead of them that mm-hmm. probably shouldn't be so far. Mm-hmm. Nebraska is 25th in the country. Michigan State. Uh, so who's had a better season? Nebraska got beat down by UCLA. Okay. Why is Northwestern behind Nebraska? Mm-hmm. Michigan State got dropped to a 21st in the country. Michigan wow. is 18th at two and one. Ohio State. Three and zero, they're the highest Big Ten rated team, and they are at sixteenth. Alabama, LSU, Oregon, Florida State, and Georgia, one through five in your uh, collegiate football poll. Yeah, I have no problem with the top five. Yeah, I, I really don't. Uh, they those those teams have played really good football so far mm-hmm. in the top five of the country. Really good yep. football. Jumbo. And Georgia isn't losing until the SEC championship game, Coach. Just mark that down. Well, that's a little bit early for that. I'm, I'm not going to mark that down. I'm, I'm, just, still... I'm just, I'm just, that's my prediction yeah. is what I'm telling okay. you. Okay. Still a There's lot of football to be played. By the way, yeah, Jimbo, don't call me Jumbo Fisher, has the Florida State Seminole back in the title hunt. Yeah, and uh, they're doing it with uh, the spread offense, but they're really running the football. They, They've got a... This Hamilton kid, who's the running back that hit 197 yards in last week's game, coach, which is pretty good because he didn't carry the ball with the last 40 minutes of the ball game. Mm-hmm. All I know is this: if when you have 10 minutes to go in the second quarter and your starting running back has 197 yards, I'm not about the stats, coach, but I get him three more yards to make sure he gets over 200 before I bench him. That's if it's in the third or fourth quarter, no. But if you have 10 yeah. minutes to go in the second quarter, yeah. give the kid another carry. 
I would completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many times in your life do you get a chance to get 200 yards? By the way, real quick, speaking of big numbers, we should mention Thomas Eivner. I don't know if you saw this story or not. Aloha High School in Oregon. High school. Last weekend, 644 yards, 10 touchdowns in one game. Big dog. Final score. Please tell me he was passing. Final, <laughs> final score. He's a quarterback, not a running back, right? 84 to 63 was the final score. He's a quarterback. 644 yards passing, 10 touchdown, but the score was 84-63, so it wasn't like it was 84 nothing. Yes, exactly. So that that makes it a little more legit. Thomas Eibner, outstanding. You know what? Uh, you have to say something. These are high school kids. There were 21 uh, good PATs in that game. If the, if the if the score went out 84-63, when yeah. all the PATs are made, oh yeah. You don't see that very often in high school football games. Nothing more exciting than the PAT. All right. Big Doe, we got to wrap it up. Uh, Tomorrow we'll get into some intensive college football preview. By the way, Sox won and uh, Detroit won, so the lead is still a three-game. We'll talk some White Sox baseball tomorrow too, okay? As long as the White Sox keep winning games in in Detroit, it doesn't really matter. They just need to play good baseball. Nobody in Chicago seems to care, but we're rooting for them anyways. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com signing off. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. And don't be late.